0: What's wrong you I
1: got nothing for you. What, what, what's wrong? Oh
0: right there that was so good what's going on everyone and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church and by the local church and we are your local churchmen. my name is josh and i'm here with captain jack as always yes how are you my (laughs) friend i'm doing
1: well you're looking good looking good it's uh it's cold it is cold it's getting colder Yep, yep yep yep. Yep.
0: yep it's cold yep not liking that but hey you know what it is what it look, it, I I'd rather I I'm enjoying this. I'd rather this than <laughs> the ninety degrees or eighty degrees that everyone else has. It's stupid. I don't like it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Jack, it has uh we're coming into holidays, my friend. You got yeah. you got holiday stuff going on. Are you sticking around for Thanksgiving? You going visiting uh you're going visiting visiting dad? Uh we may go over to Ellensburg,
1: yeah um, which is in central Washington area of Washington State. Uh we may do that. We may stick around here in the Tacoma area. Okay. Uh there's nothing really planned. I think the only time we're going anywhere is uh that first few days leading up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's funny because this year we're going down to Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> Viva Las Vegas <laughs> to
1: visit my sister and my nieces and nephews and my brother-in-law. All right, good And for you. We're, like, staying on the Strip. <laughs> we're staying on oh the Las Vegas goodness. Strip. And uh, on this, top this of This keeps
0: getting worse and worse, <laughs> like, the more that you talk. Like, the more this scenario gets darker and darker. So,
1: we're doing that. And then we're actually going to fly back to Washington on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, that that's that's it it, it did get darker. Why why are you doing this? This sounds horrible. It's
1: way no no no, it's way cheaper and it's gonna be dead. Well yeah,
0: because it's Christmas. Like you're oh my goodness. It's called having an adventure, Josh. Okay. okay? It's called called mixing it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Whatever, Jack. Oh gosh. Jack, before we get into our topic, why don't you mix it up a little bit? Take us on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And give us this week's reformatory uh, cigar review. Yeah. So this week's review, uh, I went
1: down to Salem, Oregon, on an absolute bust of a work trip. I felt like <laughs> the whole event, there was, it was this whole like student veterans thing. There was like 20 companies that were supposed to be there, everything like that. Yeah. Only like four student veterans showed up. And oh. it was just like, oh my gosh. Uh, thankfully, they That's refunded our registration. Oh, I will say this. The highlight of the trip in Salem, Oregon was this cigar lounge called AVA, A-V-V-A, and it was in a mall. Okay. So it was in this. It was in the space in the mall that basically was like separate. It's not like you go into the mall and then it's like actually in like the re, mall, like right next to Zoomies. Yeah, you yeah got no, like no. You got you got <laughs> Zoomies and
0: Julius Caesar on either side. <laughs> like. Yeah,
1: that wasn't happening. Uh, it was like in the space. It's kind of in like retail space that was like separated out from the mall. Okay. So you go in there. Humidor is really nice. Um, really good. A uh, mix of different cigars, and I bought some Caldwell Anastasia's. I'm not going to review that today because mm-hmm. that's that's top shelf right there. There you go. Mainly because that's my wife's name. Yes, so. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Give us the give us the so, cigar. Give okay. it. what do you got? So the uh, I really like this brand of cigars. It's called Crownheads, and it's out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the The head I don't know if you called him a master blender or what. Basically, the CEO, the guy that leads Crown Heads, his name's John Huber. He's been around the cigar industry for a long time. He's had some really good cigar blends at the back. Uh, In, like, the last few years, I would say that Crown Heads has repeatedly upped their game as far as blends go. If you really want a good place to start out with cigars, I would say... Uh, If you look at Crown Heads, their state series. So they have a Nashville Waltz, a Yellow Rosa Texas, and my favorite of those is called Buckeye Land. It's their Ohio blend. Um, Really good cigars, really flavorful. Um, I really like those blends. If you want an introduction to Crown Heads, I would go with those. But today's cigar is the CHC Serie, E, and its Vitola is the Petite Edmundo. It's a four by fifty two. It is wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano. Binder and filler is Nicaraguan. Uh, you're going to have, so this is interesting. So it the price on this is gonna be anywhere from about like I would say $9 to 12 depending on where you're at in taxes. If you live near a reservation or anything like that, it's probably going to be more in the 9 to 10s range. Mm -hmm. If you're outside of that, it's going to cost like maybe like $12 for it. But it's a Rothschild, so it's a shorter guy, Um, but it's really flavorful. Um, Basically, the Siri E is the second installment in the Crown Heads Court. And it was inspired by, the blend was inspired by Eddie Van Halen's iconic guitar solo from the 1978 track Eruption. Eruption? Yes. <laughs> so Okay, I um, didn't know that. That's, uh, yeah. n- n- now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, you got uh, Ecuadorian Habano Escuro wrapper. Binder is from Jalapa, Nicaragua. Uh, let's see. Medium to fuller bodied flavor cigar. Has, I would say, a lot of, has a mix of peppery. It's not overly peppery, but it has some nice peppery and spice, and then also has some more, I'd say, earthy chocolate tones, coffee tones as well, too, in it. Okay, okay. um, Yeah, Petit Edmundo, it's a four by 52, it's a shorter guy. Man, the construction on this, fantastic. The smoke output was crazy. I lit this thing up, and man, I was getting a ton of smoke off of this cigar. So, good smoke output, good burn, good construction. Um, Price is decent. Price will probably vary where you're at, but it is a, I would say it's a really good cigar. Well, there we
0: go. All right. Well, you heard it here first, possibly for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Today we are talking about a topic that oh man, I've got in my in my back pocket. Oh man, I've got. <laughs> I am. I. I. This. I can truly speak, Jack, from experience mm-hmm. on this one because I don't struggle with this at all. Uh, today, <laughs> today we are talking about contentment, mm-hmm. the importance of contentment. In ministry. In, in, specifically in the context of the local church, whether you yeah. are in pastoral ministry or you are a member at your local church, uh, we are talking today about contentment within the local church context. Um, yeah, all cards on the table. Contentment is something that I, I, I greatly struggle with because I'm, I'm very, I don't know. I think I I have the very bad, uh, the very, yeah, it, it, it's bad. I have the ability to look at any situation, whether it's good uh, or it's, you know, it's okay, and find, like, okay, how, how can this be improved? How can I make this better? Why is this bad, right? Contentment yeah. is something that I definitely struggle with, and it's something that um, I think a lot of folks struggle with. And whether you, you know, no matter how long you've been in ministry, uh, whether it's counseling or pastoral or, you you know, whatever the context may be, I think contentment is something that you struggle with at one time or another and some to more, more, more degrees than other. Right. I think there's a lot of factors to that. One of my theories that I have going that I think holds some weight is that we live in the culture that we live in today in America. It's very consumeristic. It's very um you know success equals large numbers right and uh you know platform uh, and and reach equals you know success in some some shape you know some form shape or way and i think it's easy for us in the local church to buy into that uh, mm-hmm. wh- whether you're in pastoral ministry or not you know yeah. um just as a serving member at the church, it's very easy, I think, and I've experienced this, to look at the ways that you're serving church or or the things that God has called you to do in the local church, and not be content with it. Right? Look at it and think like this: this really isn't like I'm not I'm not satisfied here. I'm not I don't this isn't bringing me joy. This isn't you know causing uh, life uh, in me or a desire to you know further press into the local church. It's very easy for discontentment to take root in the heart and then once that happens it obviously begins to affect the way that the way that we view church the way that we serve church the relationships it affects a lot of things right Mm -hmm. so i want to you know we we wanted to talk today just about the importance of contentment how do we how do we go about getting contentment uh what does contentment look like and just just some general encouragement for the pastors out there, for the members out there, for the deacons out there, just contentment in what the Lord has for you. So, Jack, I want, I want to throw it over to you first. Is contentment something, Jack, like me, that that you have down? It's in your back pocket. You've got it, right? And therefore, we can speak from authoritative experience, right? <laughs> uh, I find myself
1: getting sucked into the whole I feel like in the local church and in some local churches, your progression in that local church is almost mirrored to your progression or professional development in a company sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, some
1: people look at you. You got to get to that
0: management status, baby.
1: (laughs) Some people look at you. They want you to become a member. Then they want you to, from that member status, they want you to become a deacon and from that deacon status you got to become a pastor but i think that we look at that and we don't realize that those categories in which god has set up in his local churches around the world are not the same as a professional development track as a company mm, yeah because the the gifts and the utilization in which those gifts are used as a deacon are very much different than you would as an elder, sure, sure, and it isn't just you go from a deacon to an elder, like it's not this yeah right well and it's, and th-
0: the responsibilities that that you would have just as a serving member are going to be much different yeah. than those who are in the office of deacon, right and, yeah and yeah and, and there's not any worth. You know, one's not worth more than the other. It's just, it's just, you know, where the Lord has you in that particular moment. Yeah. And I think that that gets so skewed sometimes
1: because Mm. some people find their worth in that track. I have to become a member. Then I have to become a deacon. Then I have to become an elder. Right. I have to preach. I have to do this. I have to da, 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 da. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in that. And that's where contentment is completely shot. Mm-hmm there is no contentment. You are always trying to chase the next level. (laughs) You are always trying to chase the next quote unquote promotion, if you will, or the next way in which you serve the church. And so, um, yeah, it, you know, it just depends too. If, if you're not good at encouraging people and good at basically taking the truths of the Bible and encouraging people, you're probably not going to be good at serving communion. I'm just saying. Sure. <laughs> the way that you communicate and, and communicate the Lord's Supper when it's being observed and that ordinance is taking place and you're partaking, there's a particular way that you can go about it um, that's just not going to encourage anybody. Mm. And it's not going to give them hope. It's not going to give them a way to look forward to that week that they're going into. Um, I feel like some people can like force the funk or, you know, fake the funk or whatever you want to call it, um, just to do that. But that's not being, if like, if you want to be a member, like be a member, like don't think that you're, and it depends too upon your church culture. I would say this too. If you're in a church culture where you can just sit and hear and listen and partake of hearing of the word and participating in the Lord's day service and, and also maybe like serving in some capacities here and there when the church needs it. Like, that's great. Like, I don't think if anybody's asking you more than that, I don't know. Like that seems a little bit outside the realm of what the local church is supposed to do. It's not supposed to be this way in which you just level up again and again and again and are chasing something
0: yeah so So let's let's bring this i think first uh into the realm of of pastoral ministry and then and then we'll go into i think more more general information for those of us who aren't in pastoral ministry but that 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 whole hierarchical structure that you're talking about i think is very prevalent in the local church today and like we were talking about before success is seen By external factors. That's how it is in corporate America. That's how it is in businesses. And that has crept into the church, right? So all of a sudden now, a successful ministry means that you have a growing church and not a, and not one that's staying stagnant, right? Or a growing, you know, a growing ministry or successful ministry is the number of baptisms you have, the number of professional faiths you have, how big is your children's ministry? How, you know, how big is your bank account? Um, how big is your building? Right. And all of these factors that are, don't get me wrong, true in corporate America, Right. If your business is not attracting people, it's not a successful business. Right. Yeah. If you're not yeah. making money in in your business, it's it's not successful. Right. And like that, that's just true. That's how it works. But we've fallen into this trap, I think, mm-hmm. in 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 America specifically of equating those two things and bringing the barometer of business over to the context of the local church. Yeah. And we can't do that because they are two very, very separate, separate entities, right? And they need to be evaluated separately, right? So we have these individuals who are growing up in the church, going to seminary, uh, taking a pulpit, and they're being fed these lies by the culture and by some individuals within the local church as well that this is what successful ministry looks like. If you want to be a successful pastor, if you want to be taken, you know, taken seriously as a pastor, if you want to be legitimate, you need this degree. You need, you know, these these many people in your church. Uh you need to be writing these many books. Uh you need, you know, the this this amount of following on, on Twitter or Instagram or right? Yeah. And and we start turning the office of pastor elder which is primarily a shepherding role yeah. Into a social media influencing role, and or a now CEO. or a CEO, yeah, yeah exactly, and yeah. and and it's when that relationship is distorted, and that definition of what being a pastor or an elder is is distorted. That's when people start getting hurt, yeah, and that's when pastors start getting big heads, yeah, uh, and 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 that's when pastors start to burn out. Right, there's so many consequences that come from that dynamic being being rooted in something that's incorrect right so our encouragement to those in pastoral ministry be content Mm -hmm. with the calling and the flock that the lord has given you yeah your church might not be 2500 people bursting at the seams having to go to three services and you got nothing but nothing but but black in in the bank account right wait black's the good one right if you're in the red that's bad Right? I think so, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. If you're in the red, that's bad. If you're in the black, that's good. Yeah, okay. I had to check. I, jo- you can tell I Josh I, and I- I'm not an accountant. <laughs> yeah,
1: Josh and I have not gone to tax accountant classes. <laughs> Dude- We are not the Judas's of our Dude, I get all. You know. I get
0: all like- I get all like- I get all bougie tax account like- And I'm using I'm using. I'm using, I'm using TurboTax at the end of yeah, the year. Okay, let's come on. Let's be honest on, about this. On, let's be honest about this. Oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, so that- we, you you as a pastor, you as an elder, whatever your leadership role is within the local church, you are called to faithfully lead and faithfully shepherd the people mm-hmm. that God has placed under you. And it does not matter how many people are there, right? It doesn't matter how thriving the world would call your ministry or your church, yeah. whether it be a church of 20 or a church of 200, you are called to faithfully uh, serve your people the way that Christ wants you to serve them. Mm -hmm. And we've lost sight of that. And I think when when we buy into the lies that the culture gives us, we have these pastors become very discouraged and then very discontent because they're looking around them at... At the other churches, you know, you know, Joe's church down, d- down, down, the street uh, who, you know, blew up during COVID and they've got like tons of people now. And here's, you know, this, this pastor who's faithfully trying to serve his people and his church, his church got smaller over COVID, yeah. right? That can be very discouraging mm-hmm. and very disheartening and is very easy to become discontent in that situation. I lived it. I, I I I like that that piece I I know I can speak from experience how easy it is to become discouraged in that in that scenario. Yeah. But my friend, like the work that God has called you to do does not it does not it's not beholding to societal or cultural definitions of success. Yeah. You are called to represent Jesus Christ as an under shepherd to your people do that faithfully be content with getting up every sunday preaching the word giving your heart to your people and laying your head down at night be content with that be yeah. content with the the rigors of ministry it's not glamorous uh, it's not it's not it's usually not not pretty it's usually not something people would you know write books about Yeah. But it's needed. Yeah. And it's important. Right. So don't 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 buy into the lie, my friends, that's so easy for us to buy into because it's so, it's so it attaches to pride so easily. Right. And I see it in my own life. That that pull to want followers, that pull to, oh, I gotta get some books out, right? You know, and so I can be taken serious. That that pull look, like if God has given you followers or you write books or things like that, I'm not saying those in and of themselves are bad but don't pursue those things out of a desire for some sort of legitimacy right or because you're not content with the work that the lord has called you to do right it is it's so and because here's the thing when when we when we fall into that trap our people are the ones that suffer yeah when we're discontent with the calling of of in the trenches gritty you know hands getting dirty ministry when we become discontent with that and start pursuing things that are a little bit more flashy uh you know a little bit more colorful things that look better on a resume or look better on Instagram yeah our people are the ones that suffer yeah and it's not worth it it's not a price that's worth paying
1: yeah it's uh it's definitely you can see it too i would say in just how i guess certain pastors position themselves to set up their fiefdoms <laughs> mm, <sure. laughs> or, or their little their little empires of the little kingdoms and stuff like that and you know you could do that if you want and you know burn out and be bitter when people basically don't go along with quote-unquote your vision right um, yeah so
0: the vision caster yeah <laughs> oh, which sounds like a it, it's both a a it's both a megachurch pastor title and a pro wrestler title at the yeah. same time. The vision <laughs> caster. And a, and a Marvel character. And a Marvel character. Uh, Look at that. It's so, so many uses. Yes.
1: So, I mean, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is controlling. I mean, this is a very basic piece of wisdom, but controlling the things that you can control, really. And you can't control how many people are going to come to your church. You can't control how many people are going to leave and then how many new members are going to come in. Um, You can't control financial flows of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I would say that if you're trying to control those things, you want something more than I think what you're called to as an under shepherd, especially an elder. Um, If you're in a deacon position or if you're a member of a local church, I think those things can be changed to a certain degree. But you can kind of get into this rat race mentality of I need to do something that makes me stand out amongst the congregation. Sure, sure. I need to serve in this way to show people that I'm, you know, the favorite deacon or the deacon that goes the extra mile or blah, blah, blah. Something along those lines. I mean, I don't think you need to do that. I think you just need to utilize your gifts that you've been given by God in the context of a local church and then be faithful to do that. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do something crazy like writing a book or anything like that. Um, I think that's uh, – I think that – but in a lot of evangelical culture – I feel like so
0: many people want to do that. Well, it, it's um, I I think it's so ingrained in our culture right now that just and again uh, it, I think we beat this drum a lot. But honestly, I think it's worth like it's worth it's worth hitting. It's it's social media has created such a monster in our culture right now that everything that we do in our lives has to be curated. Yeah. Right. Like everything that we do has to look good, it has to have a filter over it. Right. And if yeah. I'm not engaging in something that's able to be Instagrammed and make my life look like something that it's not, it's not worth doing. Right. That like that's the mentality that culture has. And that has seeped into the church that right. Mm-hmm. What, like now in 2022 ministry looks like uh you you have a bunch of books you have a bunch of podcasts you have a bunch of followers um you're you've got a bunch of side gigs right as as well (laughs) in pastoral ministry like you're you know you've got a bunch of side businesses and all this stuff right it's turned into just another it's just turned into another instagram category yeah that you can tag right and that's not what ministry is that's not what faithful local church centrality that's not what that looks like yeah right because it's not instagrammable mm-hmm. the stuff like it's it's not able to be curated some of the stuff that we do should like it it it, it doesn't look good it's not yeah. it's not pretty right yeah. like i'm not instagramming you know in the counseling office or whatever like you know hey you know depression depression counseling 101 <laughs> right let's put a black and white filter over this so people know that it's somber and serious right yeah and it's like good gracious but but that's the mentality and we we buy into it i buy into it so easy sure because it's just so flashy it's like oh yeah let's this is going to make me look cool. This is going to make yeah. me look a certain way. Of course I want to post this, right? Yeah. Um, dude, w- when you're talking, it reminds me of uh, uh, first, first Thessalonians 4, and I think this is what you're talking about. Starting verse 9, it says, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind mm-hmm. your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Yeah. I mean, that that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. is being content, right? Yeah. And being content to mind your own business, not worry about what's going on down the street. Work with your hands, honest, good work that... Isn't flashy, yeah, yeah. I think too, like
1: that word "aspire." I feel like the culture that we're in within the North American church always uses the words "called." Am I called? Mm. Do I have this calling sure. on me? Versus, I think that word in First Thessalonians is important: of aspiring to. Mm-hmm. Am I aspiring towards this? Um, I like to use the word aspiring towards being an elder. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily called to be an elder, but I'm aspiring to that. Um, am I aspiring to serve? I think that, I think it's pretty crucial when you use words like that, because when you use words like
0: I'm called to do this, are you though? (laughs) I mean, sure. But, I I think I think some people have a legitimate calling, but I think I think it's a word that has been bastardized. Yeah. And de- yeah. definitely overused for sure. sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, stuff like that is very important. Um, I don't think people like obscurity, mm. although in the Gospels and in Scripture, obscurity is more like the gold standard versus being famous or being a celebrity or doing all these other things. Um, I feel like obscure community is valued more in scripture of what I see versus I'm going out there, I'm being famous, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, Look at me kind of mentality. So I, I think when you have the, I think when you're content you can be content in a way in which you can live in obscurity and it doesn't really affect you mm. the ways that our culture uh, wants you to go. And our culture yeah. wants you to go in the ways of, you got to chase this, you got to do this, you got to work, work, work in order to gain this status or do this and whatnot. And so, yeah, yeah, I think um, being content is something that I think we all need to work on. And not only that, but being content in obscure environments too. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's where you're going to find more of your gospel. Like that's where you're going to find actually real situations.
0: Well, that's where the real work's being done. Yeah. Right. I mean, th- the real work is, the real work that is building the kingdom and changing lives, like it—that's it, the stuff that you. I don't really think you see that on social media a whole lot. No, because it's it's the stuff that's not really pretty that accomplishes that that the most. Yeah. Right. And I—I I mean, I'm all like, I'm I'm grateful and thankful for you know churches that you know have big thriving ministries and things like that. Like you know, if the gospel is center and they're using it to glorify God, great. I mean, the Lord's blessed them that way. Okay, that you know that's fine, but in my experience and i'm talking small local church right like churches under at least i mean yeah i don't i, I don't want to put a. a i don't want to put a number on it but you know small small churches right yeah um it's the one on one stuff man like it it is the it is the it's the relational aspect that you're talking about it's the living in obscurity and being being willing to serve in ways that that in some in some cases, nobody knows that you do, and you're doing it because you love the Lord, ultimately, and you love your family. You love serving them, right? And that's something that, you know, whether you're in ministry or you're a serving member or you're a deacon, whatever your role is in the local church, that's something that that we want you to be encouraged in, that that work is important. It's vital, and the lord is so pleased when he sees the joyful service of his people especially when it's not done for the gram yeah. right and it's not done for the recognition like jack's talking about and that that contentment the contentment that will come from a a a local like a centrality of the local church focus right that i'm doing this ultimately for the glory of god but for the good of my family the yeah. good of my local church that breeds contentment yeah. When that is your mentality and that's your focus and it's not to be seen or it's not to, you know, be flashy or whatever, you know, what you know, pretty much any other mentality or any other motivation, that is what what causes and creates a heart that is full of contentment. It's because you are living and serving in the way that you know the Lord has given you to do and you're happy with it. Right? Yeah. You don't need anything else because the Lord has given you everything, right? And it's, it's that's the heart that I want. And that's mm-hmm. the heart that by God's grace, like I, I strive for, right? And when I'm feeling down or discouraged or frustrated, you know, or discontent with where things are at, and I see the success of other churches and other pastors, uh, other podcasts, <laughs> right? What, whatever it is, I got to check myself, Sure, and I and I have to realize that 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 those feelings are only coming from a place of pride in my heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's coming from a place of wanting to be somebody, and yeah. not being content with living under the banner of for the sake of one. Right? If we if we through this podcast, Jack, because we're not a big podcast, and there's so many larger podcasts that do so many you know better <laughs> better things than us. <laughs> right? If we can encourage one person to make the local church more central in their life and to love their local church more, to press into the local church more, it's worth it. It's worth it. And we might not have the thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads that other podcasts do, but like, I don't want to make it about that. I don't want to make a podcast about that. I don't want to make social media about that. I don't want to make, I don't want to make ministry about that. Mm -hmm. It's, are you being faithful and are you content with what the Lord has given you? what he has given you to do is good yeah and it's and it's worthy of your full attention and full devotion right that's the mentality that i want to have and that's what i hope i hope this episode and what i hope this podcast helps create in the people that listen it's like love your local church whatever the lord has you doing whether you're a pastor you're a deacon you're a serving member whatever you're doing in the local church do it with joy And contentment, because your Father in Heaven smiles when He sees you serving His people. Man, if if we remembered that more, the glitz and the glamour and the Vanity Fair that I'm walking through would seem very less appealing. Yeah. uh, If I just remember what what the celestial city is like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And sure. That's where I'm at, man. And uh, like by God's grace I'm there now. You know, tonight or tomorrow, right? Someone will say something <laughs> on social media or I'll see somebody's book or something. I'll be like, "Oh wow. man, I oh, man, I I could do that. I want to do that." And it's like, "No. <laughs> get de- get out of here with that, man. Get thee behind me, Satan, aka Josh." <laughs> uh,
1: I think uh, I think Big Eva has sung sir. I think you Big think so? Eva has so. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that capped it. That was we're on the mountaintop right now. We're on the mountaintop. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to go but down. <laughs> Jack, why don't you get us out of here, my man? Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's quest, our journey, our quest, our our vision, our vision quest, Josh. our vision quest, dude,
0: crazy wrestling movie that my oh my god, that my, gosh. That, my I love that movie, my wrestling, my wrestling coach forced me to watch in high school. Can't recommend it. I can't, I can't honestly, in good conscience, recommend it for kids. Uh, it, it' not a great movie, but he no. forced me to watch it, and I just remember it like seared into my brain.
1: <laughs> Filmed on the streets of Spokane, Washington. It not even was lying. A,
0: it was a Spokane movie. That's yes, right. Oh, dude, Vision Quest, man. Not many wrestling uh, movies out there. Gotta say, no. a lot of football nope. movies, soccer movies, basketball mm-hmm. movies, hockey movies. You don't yeah. see a lot
1: of wrestling movies. Nope. Nope, no, sir. Anyway, if you appreciate our quest, our journey, our...
0: Um, our vision cast. We cast, <laughs> we
1: cast some visions to date. Our way in which we are trying to make... The centrality of the local church and the life of the believer. You, too, can follow us more on the sociables, if you will. That's right. The metaverse, mm-hmm. the Facebook, the Zuck site. It'll go down in the next 24 hours, maybe. It'll lose all its stock worth. That's for dang sure. They. I love it. I love <laughs> if, it. If you want... If you want to be employed by them, go ahead and have that gamble because you might be laid off in the next two weeks oh, after yeah. you get that job. You could also go to the Instagram, if you will. It goes well with marshmallow and chocolate. And then you can also go to the Twitter. Elon Musk's
0: new little bright little blue birdie. His little mom and pop store. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just struggling, <laughs> just, just trying to make it in this economy. He, he's also laying off people. So yeah,
1: I, <laughs> my recommendation to you, as a as a professional,
0: as a go recruiter, into, don't go please into Please don't media go into the you.
1: tech the tech industry right now, people. Just don't do it. Uh, you will be laid off probably. Funny. Anyway, you can follow us all at those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might be able to. Pray and support us more in our endeavors.
0: Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, prayer. Prayer for contentment for Jack and I. Mm. That we just, we struggle on in the mediocrity and obscurity of this podcast. Because it is a very obscure podcast. And it we, is. you know what? We want to be content in that. And that's okay. We got a very niche audience and we like our audience. We do. Have <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> uh, but hey, if you want to support us in other ways, there's many ways that you can do that you can head on over uh, to Patreon. We do have a Patreon. You get episodes early. Uh, We send you out some swag and some cool stuff if you sign up for a $5 holla. If you do that, Mm -hmm. you too could have your name, uh, or excuse me, you could support us, and our pledge to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is what we do. You can head on over to reformatorypod.com. You can catch up on episodes there, look at local church merch, all that good stuff. You can get in contact with us uh, through a little form there as well. But both Jack and I are on social media. Just reach out to us that way. Or you can, like Jack said, go to Reformatory and uh, at ReformatoryPod. We're all there. Last but not least, definitely not least. In fact, I would say the most important out of all of them, except for the prayer. Okay, second most important. If you're on Apple, do us a yep. favor. Yep. Help us out. Help your local church podcast out. Your little mom and pop local church podcast. Give us a five-star rating. And if you're feeling extra generous, if you want to tip us a little, a little extra on the top, write us a little review. Tell us how you found the podcast. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Say whatever you want that five star, it helps get that podcast out to more people and more people can be encouraged in the centrality of the local church. We think it's worth it. We would greatly appreciate you if you did that. Jack, I'm going to actually see you tomorrow at the time of this recording. I'm coming down to T-Town. We're going to have a good time. Yes, sir. We thank all of you guys for listening. Go serve your local church. We love you. We'll catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.